When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of Fans First Sports Network. Thank you for taking the time and listening to the show. I really do appreciate it. It is hump day. Happy hump day, everyone. We are halfway to the weekend. I know you're excited for that. The Steelers play on Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Pittsburgh time. Be on the lookout for that. I'm excited for this one, the Steelers and Bills. We're going to talk about that a lot on Friday for sure. Getting you all geared up today. We've got a lot of news. We've got to announce the contest winner for the tickets for that very game. We've got injury updates, seven updates, uh, seven shots update, roster moves, and then we're going to get into some Kenny Pickett talk. Of course, we're going to talk about Kenny Pickett, right? I had a tweet out there that, boy, it was controversial. Like, I really didn't think it was going to be that controversial. And maybe controversial isn't the correct term. We'll get to it. We will get to it. Don't worry. Okay, let's talk about the winner first, the contest winner, the winner of two lower bowl end zone tickets. The winner is, and they, they, they were like, a bunch of people that thought they did it the right way, but they didn't. So listen, we did it randomly, honestly, fairly. The winner is the Twitter account Jace, J-A-S-E space row, R-O. Jace Row, you're going to hear from me. I'm going to be saying, hey, I'm going to need an email address. You give me that email, and we are going to talk to you. Uh, you'll hear from Dave Schofield, who has the tickets. He will set you up. He'll send them to you. Go enjoy the game. Send me a picture from the game, whether it's of your seats, whether it's of you with hopefully your ride or die crew shirt. That would be freaking awesome to see someone in the stadium with a, a ride or die crew t-shirt, which you can buy, by the way, go to my Twitter account at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. You will see the pin tweet at the top. The link for that shirt is right below that. Go check it out. That is for sure what we're talking about. Okay. So congratulations, Jace, on winning those tickets. I hope you enjoy the game. Let's get to some news, right? So the roster moves. There were a ton of roster moves the last probably 48 hours. You had cornerback swapping. You had linebacker swapping. We talked about that on Monday. And then most recently they had a, a, the Steelers sign a running back to try and round out the depth chart there. I'm not sure if any of these signings are of any significance, but, hey, we're going to cover them at SteelCurtainNetwork.com. So make sure you're, that, that, make sure that is a, a, one of your stops. You know, I used to always say, make sure it's your one-stop shop. I'm not naive enough to think that any website is a one-stop shop. We want to provide everything that you would need. I hope that we're your first stop. Let's put it that way. That is my goal now. Your first stop for Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Steel Curtain Network, 
steelcurtainnetwork.com. Again, steelcurtainnetwork.com. Other news, Spencer Anderson, seventh-round draft pick out of the University of Maryland, who's often been forgotten by yours truly. I forget his name all the time. But Spencer Anderson's get it, got his first live reps at center, uh, started working in that that capacity. That is really freaking important. For those of you that watch the 53-man roster stuff, for those of you that are kind of keeping tabs on everything, the fact that he's starting to get center reps, and he's already played tackle, he's played guard, now he's working at center. His versatility was his calling card in college, and that's one of the reasons why he was drafted. That's important for a lot of reasons, mainly with the 53-man roster prediction. So just keep your eye out for that. Keep your eye out for that. Spencer Anderson getting a look at center. If he can play well enough, he might have earned himself a spot on the 53. Seven shots update. The, this was a pretty cool situation, in my opinion. If you follow online, Twitter, whatever, uh, you saw that the offense goes out, and they kind of the first-team offense struggles a little bit. Uh, they end up scoring a touchdown. Mitch Trubisky comes in. They end up tying it up 3-3. So the defense is 1-3, the offense is 1-3. Well, it's seven shots, not six shots. You can't tie. So what does Mike Tomlin do? He calls the starters back out. So when the offense, when Mitch Trubisky in the second string offense goes out there, the second string defense comes in, et cetera, you understand how this works. So Mike Tomlin says, no, ones are coming back out. So all of a sudden, here come the starters. They're back on the football field, and we're going to have one rep to decide this thing. And the offense won. The offense won. Deontay Johnson beat Chandon Sullivan. Uh, so that was, hey, it's a huge win for me when the when the offense finally wins one. So the total is the defense is up 7-5. to five. Believe it or not, there's two days of camp left. If the offense wins seven shots the next two days, they end 50-50. They end 7-7, all knotted up. That's crazy to me. The offense at one point looked so dreadful. You didn't think there was any chance that uh, that you didn't think there was any chance at all that they would ever come back and tie it up, but they did. So that's good news. Good news for those of you like me that hope the offense can be somewhat, uh, I guess the best way to put it is, have some type of impact in the red zone. We'll put it that way. Hey, let's go through an injury update, right? Nate Herbig. I was concerned about Nate Herbig when he left with a shoulder injury and had to be evaluated. He was at practice, talked to the media, but he was not practicing. To me, that's a good sign. And he wasn't in a, sl- in a sling or anything like that that I noticed, or no one reported that. Uh, he also was, again, talking to the media. If he was really hurt, there's no way they would have had him out there in front of the media. So I think those are good signs for Nate Herbig. Nate, not Nick, Nate, the offensive guard. Uh, Let's talk about Cam Hayward. He was back after being ill, so he's back at practice. So was Joey Porter Jr. He was back at practice after missing some time with an ankle injury. Trey Norwood remains out. I think he has what was labeled as a lower body injury. I didn't know Mike Tomlin was now a hockey coach, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, Nick K is what we're calling him. Kowalski, whatever linebacker. He remains out. Marcus Golden was given the day off and Larry Ogunjobi is out with what they're labeling as a foot injury, but they did say it's not serious. They're just taking the precautionary measures necessary. So it doesn't become serious in that regard. I'm fine with it, but I want Larry O to be healthy when week one rolls around. We haven't seen that yet. Okay, so there's the there's the little news, the updates, all that good stuff. Let's talk about Kenneth Shane Pickett. KPA, Kenny Pickett, that's right. It's what everyone wants to talk about. And I asked this question on Twitter or X, whatever the hell you want to call it. I asked this question, and this was uh, on the 13th. I said, here we go. Honest question. At what point will Steelers fans not question Kenny Pickett 
as the quarterback. I continued, I'm not suggesting it is now, quote, or parentheses, plenty still to prove, but is it when he plays a full season, wins a ring, makes the playoffs? What is the line of demarcation he must cross with some fans? Okay, that was the question. At what point will Steelers fans not question Kenny Pickett? When I sent out this tweet, was I expecting over 50 people to respond to my tweet and a lot of people getting into these stupid subtweeting arguments? No, the answer is no. I was not expecting that, but that's exactly what happened. So I just want to know what it's going to take for some fans to be all in on Kenny Pickett, at least all in like they were with Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm not going to suggest that every single Steeler fan listening to my podcast right now was ever all in on Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe you were early in his career, and then he had the motorcycle accident, and then he obviously had the transgressions, we'll call him that, down in Georgia, and then he kind of settled down. Maybe that, maybe that tarnished his overall, uh, the overall era of the of the Ben Roethlisberger era for you. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but at least to be confident enough in the play on the football field, that's what I wanted to know, because there are people that are already all in on Kenny Pickett. You see him on social media. You hear him on our podcast platform. You hear me talk. Absolutely. I I am all in on this guy as potentially being that guy, but I say the word potentially because really it's been a small sample size. I'm not going to deny that. You've had plenty of ups and downs. You've had game-winning drives, fourth-quarter comebacks. Then you've had games where you think about the New York Jets game, week four. Halftime comes in, throws interceptions. You can argue whether they were his fault or not. doesn't matter. That happened. You can also talk about the Miami game on Sunday Night Football. A lot of interceptions, key interceptions, but you saw some things change in the second half of the season. Small sample size, though. So the serious question, well, what will it take? What will it take? And I'm going to reference Tony Defio, who writes for SteelCurtainNetwork.com. He has been writing with me at, at the sites that I've run for a very long time. He wrote a great article the other day that said, do you ever root against Steelers? based on where they went to college. And I thought that was very poignant. There are a lot of people out there that have a pit bias, whether it's for or against. So in this case, maybe they're a Penn State fan. They hate Pitt with all of their being. And so they'll never be able to root for Kenny Pickett because he went to Pitt. Or maybe they're a Pitt product. I mean, they love Pitt. They love the Panthers, the University of Pittsburgh. And they will never not pull for Kenny Pickett because he's a Pitt product. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm not a college guy. I'm not a Pitt guy, not a Penn State guy. Really don't care. But I'll tell you what, when you look at some of these responses and on, on, on my tweet, like it's really crazy. Some people are, are rather, you know, straight up with the answer. Here's one. I'm going to say it takes a playoff win in which the defense or running games are not viewed as the primary reason for victory. Okay, that makes sense. Another one, wins a playoff game. Um, some other people, I'm not questioning him as the quarterback. I just want to see him have a nice improvement from year one to year two. Okay, that's that's reasonable. Another person, consistency. Continue to come in clutch in important moments, not being the reason the Steelers lose, making players around him better. I don't think there's a clear line. Fair enough. Uh, Another, needs they need 30 to 35 games for a true evaluation for a quarterback. With the talent on this team, if they stay relatively healthy, I think it should result in a wild-card playoff win, and we'll see in the divisional round. Then there's people that say things like he's got to win a Super Bowl ring or two. Holy cow, like these are some hefty expectations. 
Some other one has another someone else. I'm just going to read through these. Not all of them. He doesn't even have a full season. I don't say he won't be good, but I've seen a lot of quarterbacks who get figured out after seven games and get destroyed the next year. I hope he's great, but we haven't seen enough to know. Okay. Uh, some people say I think it's fair to question him. We didn't see a ton of momentum changing plays that he personally made. Many of the times when the Steelers needed points, the kid didn't get it done. He's getting a fair shake at it, but it's okay to be skeptical. And then uh, some people say some fans were never sold on Ben. That's true. That is 100% true. I just talked about that. Uh, Here we go, someone else. I think it is when he faces some real defenses and finds a way to win games through the air. By midseason, he takes a big step forward. Most people will be bought in. Truth is, while I like him, he is still something of an unknown. Uh, someone said probably after this year, if he had a good full season and makes the playoffs, some others say the playoffs, get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. And then, you know, someone said he's definitely the quarterback. Is he any good? That is the same for every quarterback out there. Can he be a great quarterback, win in regular seasons, win in the playoffs? Don't be the reason your team does not win a championship. Being KP also does not give him a free pass to greatness. Last one I'm going to read here. If you ask me, it's still too early to tell. With those type of predictions, there are way too many variables. What I will say is the arrow seems to be pointing up. So what's interesting is that in all of that, there was a lot of, I took a lot out of that. And I I read every single reply, folks. Like I really did. I've always said that if, if I ever have a platform where people come to me to have these discussions, to have these debates, to ask questions, I am going to answer. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to be there. Okay, I'm not going to be one of those pompous, beat writers that just ignores you. And I'm not a beat writer anyways. So I I read every one of them and some of them had some really good thoughts. Some people had some really lofty expectations. I'm going to give you my answer to the question. And that is at what point will Steelers fans not question Kenny Pickett? This is me. When will I not question Kenny Pickett? I'm not going to speak for you. You have your own thoughts and opinions. That's what's great about being uh, human beings is we don't have to have the same thoughts and opinions. So my my answer is this. I do want to see a full season. And I think that's fair for Kenny Pickett as much as it is everyone that's skeptical. I don't say I want to see a full season based on the fact that I'm kind of setting him up for, oh, yeah, well, once we see a full season, you'll see Kenny Pickett sinks. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that last year, I don't know if he got a fair shake in terms of evaluation based on the fact that he did not have the reps with the first team in training camp. He did not have a rapport with players like Deontay Johnson and even Chase Claypool before he was traded. He didn't have those reps. It was all Mitch Trubisky. So I think that I I do want to see a full season with him being the guy. And that also includes the opposition preparing for him as if he is the guy. I also want to see continued improved play sounds very bland sounds very general very very vanilla jeff like be specific I'll, okay i'll be specific pocket presence last season we saw a lot of kenny pickett getting happy feet in the pocket sometimes leaving the pocket when it wasn't necessary for him to leave there were times where the offensive line gave him a beautiful pocket to step up into deliver a ball down the field especially over the middle he didn't do it he bailed and i get it that's part of the rookie process i want to see that improve i want to see better deep passes Great, He was great on the back shoulder throw. I want to see better deep ball accuracy, over-the-middle accuracy. I think Kenny Pickett's extremely accurate, but I want to see those type of passes. I also want to see him utilizing his mobility that's not running for his life. I want to see the RPO game where Kenny Pickett is using some of this athleticism that he has. All of it leads to that improved play that I'm talking about. Steps forward. 
when you look at the development of some of the best quarterbacks in the league from year one to year two, and that's when they play. So like Patrick Mahomes didn't play in year one, but from his second year, his first year as a starter, he showed a dramatic improvement. So did Joe Burrow. So did Josh Allen. You see where I'm going. If we as fans want to lump him, Kenny Pickett, into that type of category of elite quarterbacks, and we're the only people saying that, by the way, in Pittsburgh. No one else is nationally. If we want to say that about that this guy, then we've got to be – these are the expectations that we have to have in terms of his improved play. Let's continue. I want him to continue the clutch gene that was there last season. Everyone's – you know, he's got the clutch factor. He's got the it factor. The game-winning drives, the touchdown against the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Eve, pick it to pickings. You talk about – the game-winning touchdown drive, uh, the beautiful throw to Steven Sims against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, finishing it off with the Najee Harris touchdown pass. I want to see those type of plays. You can go to the Week 18 game against Cleveland, pick it to Pickens again on the post route. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch, game winner. I don't know if that was the game winner, but it was a big point in the game, kind of put it away, so to speak. I want to see, is that just a one-year thing? Was, was was this clutch thing or is this is this what we're is he captain clutch you know big ben when he was big ben when he was that guy at quarterback man there were times where he would take over a quarterback and you would be in two minutes the steelers have the ball they're trailing by two they're trailing by four doesn't matter you just kind of had that feeling it was almost like a calmness came over you and you said ben's got this ben's got this man are you serious like he's got this Maybe that's what it is going to be. I don't know. We will see. We'll see. But I'll tell you this: I want to see it. I want to. See, I want him to see it over over the course of one, one year to the next. And lastly, I just want to see improved production. I, that that includes statistics. I want to see a better touchdown interception ratio. I want to see him throw more touchdowns. Uh, I, I want to see wins. Just wins. Just go out and win games. Win big games. Win regular games. Who cares? Just win freaking football games. You know, Mike Tomlin always says like that the style points don't matter. Yeah, that's the God's honest truth. It does not matter. Kenny Pickett goes out and wins an ugly game in week one against San Francisco at Akershire Stadium. I don't care how it looks. It could be a 17-16 to win. You win the game. That's what it comes down to. So I want to see the production improve. If he can do those things, I want to see a full season, continue to improve play, prove that the clutch gene wasn't a one-year thing. And then also just increase production. I don't think I'd be the only one that would be saying, man, I, this kid's kind of answered every question that I had about him. All you got to do now is win when it matters most. But, you know, the funny thing is all those people that say he's got to win a ring, got to win a ring. You got to start with getting to the playoffs. That should be the goal. So you get to the playoffs this year. And I'm not saying that, you know, we're all satisfied with a playoff berth. But get to the playoffs, win a game. Let's see what you can do. That's going to set everything up. It comes down to this. When it comes down to answering this question of when will Steelers fans not question Kenny Pickett, there will be some that will always question Kenny Pickett. But for the most part, everyone that might be questioning him now or a lot of people that are questioning him now can be easily swayed by a great season. And so that's up to Kenny Pickett, and that's up to that Steelers offense. We'll see how it plays out. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back from this break, you will hear me answer questions in the mailbag segment, one of my favorite times of the week. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. It is Wednesday. Happy hump day. It is time for the mailbag segment, my favorite time of the week. Let's get this thing started. Chris Haney, my cousin Chris, he said, am I the only one that gets mad when I see Kendrick Green on the field? Do you think he will be released prior to the regular season so they can sign a free agent? Now, I I honestly, and I'm not the only one, a lot of people have written him off on 53-man roster predictions. So I don't think, because I was one of those people, I don't think that he's going to make the team. Do I think he's going to get released early? No, I don't. I think that he'll just get cut like everyone else when they trim their roster from 90 to 53, and then they could potentially bring in someone, but maybe it's someone like Spencer Anderson who they think could flex down to center if need be. That's just my own personal opinion. I don't get mad when he's on the field, except when he makes a mistake every time he's on the field. So I guess in retrospect or by proxy, yes, I do get mad. MDivs24 has several. If you had to be in a tag team match, what Steelers your partner, and who are you going against? What would be your team name be? Okay, give me TJ Watt because I think he's just like that great mixture of athleticism, size, strength. I think that would be good. Who are you going up against? Give me um, – shoot, for the, I, I'm up there, so I, I don't need another small guy. There's no one else my size on the team. Maybe Deontay Johnson. He's a little smaller guy. And we'll go Alex Highsmith. We'll make it fun. What's my team name? I don't know. The, I no clue. We're, we're just going to move on. MDivs24, could you build your perfect Steelers quarterback? Example being O'Donnell's decision-making. No, I'm not choosing Neil O'Donnell's decision-making. All right, so I'm going to take the uh, the cannon of an arm of Terry Bradshaw. Everyone in the Big Ben, he had a big arm. He did, but Terry Bradshaw's arm was a different, was a different world. I'm going to take um, Ben Roethlisberger's escapability and playmaking, and give me... Give me Kenny Pickett's accuracy. I do think Kenny Pickett's a really accurate thrower of the football. And I think that you would see a that's a really good combination of a quarterback if you ask me. Next one from M Dibs. Is there anyone who hasn't lived up to training camp hype so far? I haven't heard much, and that doesn't mean they haven't lived up to the hype, but someone I thought I was going to hear more about is Cole Holcomb. Good or bad, I haven't heard much of anything. So I guess in a sense, that's fine. You've heard a lot about Landon Roberts, Quan Alexander, Mark Robinson. Mark Robinson blew up Roderick Jones uh, at practice yesterday. Like, blew him up. I'm talking welcome to the NFL rookie moment. Mark Robinson, second-year guy. Haven't heard much about Cole Holcomb. I don't know. That's just one of those things. Next, and um, MDibs24, I think it's the last one. Does Green have having center experience place him above Dotson? Yeah, he does, uh, but not unless he sucks at center. So keep that in mind. So Dotson might be valuable as a guard, an interior backup. If they can get someone like Spencer Anderson to also be a center, Isaac Samalo snapped the ball. If Nate Herbig's healthy, he snapped the ball as well. They're going to have options. I don't think they have to keep – I don't think they have to keep Kendrick Green. Heath Davis has several. El Jefe, outside of the big three, Watt, Hayward, and Fitzpatrick, who's going to have the biggest impact on the defense this year? I'm going to be honest. This is a bold prediction. If he can stay healthy, big if, but if he can stay healthy, I think it's Quan Alexander. I think it's Quan Alexander. When you look at his uh, coverage skills, when you look at his run and hit ability, yeah, I'm going to go with Quan Alexander. Next from Heath, please rank the AFC North quarterback wide receiver duos from worst to best. All right, worst to best. Worst. Let's go with... Uh, Deshaun Watson and Elijah Moore, just because I don't think Deshaun Watson's that good anymore. Uh, next, the third, let's go. Uh, it, I guess it depends on which wide receiver you pick is the top is Lamar Jackson and or whether Zay Flowers or Odell Beckham. We'll put them third. I'll say Kenny Pickett and George Pickens will be number two. 
And I mean, you can't put anyone above Demar Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow, right? I mean, that that's come on. I mean, I, I love the Steelers as much as anyone, but those two are they're on a different look. They're on a different level. They played in college together. That's how I rank them. One, two, three, and four. That's a good question. I might write an article about that. Let's go with Brian Haynes. Who is in need of a bigger jump? Matt Canada or Kenny Pickett? I got to think it's Matt Canada. He's in a contract here. Kenny Pickett's not going anywhere. And Kenny Pickett already has a scapegoat built in if he struggles. And it's Canada. And he'll get fired. And they'll move on to the next coordinator. So I think absolutely it's Matt Canada. Next from Brian. What are you most excited to see this Saturday? I want to see the starting offense against, hopefully, a starting Buffalo defense. I know that against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay rested, I think, 19 players, some absorbent number like that. I want to see those guys against starters. Uh, next from Brian, Troy or Mel Blunt in their prime, which makes this year's team Super Bowl bound, Troy Palomalu. Troy Palomalu. Mel Blunt was great. I'm not going to say, you know, I didn't see him live. I'm not going to say that I did. He was great, but Troy Palomalu was He's out of this world, out of this world. Okay, let's go uh, another one from Brian. Last one. Who do you think leads the team in scoring this season? Outside of kickers, I will go with yeah, Najee Harris. Najee Harris is my guess for who leads the Steelers in points this year. Doc M or Southside Doc says, cannot, can the offensive line depth be fixed internally? It, it can, but a lot of that is going to come from an unknown source. In other words, I talked about Spencer Anderson a lot in this podcast. If he turns out to be a valuable asset, and this is something that Jim Wexel, who our Steel City Insider, you can check him out today at 12 on our podcast platform. He talked about him as being like a Kelvin Beecham-like player. Maybe some people write that off. I don't. Kelvin Beecham was extremely valuable as a seventh-round pick, and he actually stayed with the Steelers for a long time. He played a bunch of different positions. If he can be that guy, there's a spot for him, and it could fix a lot of problems. Bagels and bong rips. How much do you think Kenny Pickett's read progression will improve? How important will it be with all these new weapons? I think it's already improved a lot. You will, Just look at the touchdown pass, the 33-yard, 33-yard, not year old, 33-yard touchdown to George Pickens on Friday night. Takes a snap, first reads to the left, and whether he's looking these defenders off, if he is, that's fantastic, or if he's going through his progressions, doesn't matter. He, he did not stare down George Pickens. Looked, looked, finally found him, goes, accurate pass, touchdown. So I think it's already improved. How important will it be? It's going to be really important. Because if he can get to read three, four, and five, if there's a fifth option in that particular play, that's a hell of a lot better than only being able to get to one and two. You saw these plays last year where there was someone running wide open. It was probably their third or fourth read, and he wasn't able to get there. Hopefully he does this year. I think it's important. Thomas asks, is there anyone... Any more offseason moves, you can see the team making maybe a trade. I doubt it. I'm not going to put anything past Omar Khan. I think they're going to wait until teams cut their roster, and then they're going to take a look, and they'll see if they can add. So there you go. Is George Pickens really him? Asked a couple questions. Love this segment. Way to give back to the Yinzers, Jeff. You're welcome. George Pickens is really him. Who do you think will have the biggest impact of some of the young guys, Darnell Washington, Calvin Austin or Connor Hayward. And then he also added Keanu Benton, Herbig or Porter. So let's start on offense. I think it's going to be Connor Hayward or a close second Calvin Austin. The third, I think that Connor Hayward's just, he's just, man, that guy is just a, he's a football player. We'll put it that way. Next you have Keanu Benton, Nick Herbig or Joey Porter. He, this is George Pickens. Really him says, I think Keanu's a stud. If Calvin stays healthy, he adds a whole different dimension. I'm going to go with Benton. 
because I think Benton is going to play the most. Porter coming a close second. Okay, the next one from is George Pickens really him? What record seems most attainable for this year? Minka Fitzpatrick, Defensive Player of the Year. Kenny Pickett, MVP. Benton, Rookie of the Year. George Pickens, him. (laughs) Very funny. Um, I think that the most attainable would be Minka Fitzpatrick, Defensive Player of the Year, because he's just that freaking good. All right, a couple more from is George Pickens really him? Since 2014, since 2014, I'm sorry, since number 14, number 18 are now officially gin and juice. He's talking about George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. What do you think about Connor Hayward and Calvin Austin being called pick and pop or pick and roll? I like pick and roll. Pick and roll seems a little bit better for me. I like that one better. Next one, and I think it's the last one. Of the safeties not named Minka Fitzpatrick, who do you think will end up being the most consistent playmaker? DeMonte KZ is a playmaker, folks. He was chosen over Terrell Edmonds for a reason. He is a playmaker. The dude makes plays. He's done it his whole career. They're going to put him in position to play that center field role, to take the ball away. I think it's DeMonte Casey. All right, Jackson says, why do you think so many podcasts, bookmakers, analysts, talking heads rank the Steelers so low for the upcoming season? Are we as Steeler Nation looking at the team through rose-colored glasses? Are we missing something that others clearly see? It's a great question. There's a lot of people out there that think that this is just fool's, you know, fool's gold, so to speak, that the Steelers aren't going to be any good. Well, here's what I do know. A lot of those people don't pay close attention to the Steelers as much as the fan base does, and that's across the board. That's not just a Steelers thing. All 32 fan bases follow their team closer than, say, someone that has to cover and pay attention to 32 football teams. However, when you talk about the sports books, let's also remember that when they make those odds, they are not necessarily predictions. I ran into this when I was younger, and uh, I would see these predictions and the odds and the spreads, and I'd say, oh my gosh, how disrespectful is that? Unbelievable. No, it's not disrespect. They just want money to move one way or the other. So when you see odds for like maybe offensive player of the year or the ability to make the playoffs or winning the division... A lot of it is because they want people to bet on, say, the Steelers. They know the Steelers are a national brand. They know there's going to be people that are going to be putting money on them. So let's give them some odds that they're going to want to put money on them. That's how it works, just so you know. All right, Gary A. Schultz says, How many series do you think Kenny Pickett will get on Saturday? I could see Kenny Pickett, and this all I think it's all performance-based. If he goes out there, has a good drive like he did the first game, they're going to put him out there for a second drive, see how it goes, and then I think he's done. Most of the time, that's nearing the end of the first quarter anyways, but uh, I don't think he plays a full quarter. That's just my guess. Nick Norman said, who's the be- who's the Steelers draft pick you were most right about and who's the one you were most off base on? Okay, so the, the draft pick that I was most right about, I'm going to have to say was probably, if I think back to all the people, Keanu Benton. And it wasn't about the fact that I, I didn't scout the guy, I didn't know anything really about him. It was just the fact that the Steelers were so obviously interested in him when they selected him in the second round. I'm like, duh, hello. I've been writing these articles for months now. In terms of the one I was most off base on, Nick Herbig. I was like a fourth-round pick. This guy was seemed smaller, just didn't seem like there was he was the guy, you know? Boy, has he turned it around. Having a great camp. Excited to see what he's going to bring to the table on Saturday. All right, let's go to two more. Steeler fan 69. Jeff, longtime fan, first time here. Welcome to the party, pal. They say in Die Hard. 
Any chance you changing the intro music to your FFSN NFL podcast? Please pull any, play anything from Jerry Cherry Band. Also, any updates on Tony Defio? So, okay, let's do this one at a time. Jerry Cherry's a Steeler fan, so I always said I'm only going to use his music for the Steelers, my Steelers podcast, and I do. Every Steelers podcast I do, Jerry Cherry Band is that music. Uh, for the NFL stuff, we use other catalogs and stuff. If Jerry wants to write another song and wants me to debut it, I would be more than happy. I know he listens to the podcast. So, Jerry, if you're out there, if you got some new, got some new music in the in the lineup, or you're getting ready to debut some new new cuts, hit me up. You know how to find me. Last one from Angry Girl Dad. Hey Jeff, on a recent show you said you were a teacher. I know this gig keeps you busy, but did you quit your day job? God bless. So I think I said this a couple shows ago, but if I didn't, uh, I said we're a teacher because it was past tense. Uh, yeah, I stepped away from teaching. Uh, this is now my full-time job, and I'm really excited. Uh, as the network director for Fans for Sports Network, I'm also running the website and helping to orchestrate this podcast network and running the Steel Curtain Network to the best of my ability and fansfirstsports.com. Uh, I'm working my tail off. I want to. I want this thing to grow. I want this thing to succeed. It's a passion of mine. It's always been a passion of mine. I've always been that kid that was in school, and I know my mom who listens to all my podcasts. She's gonna think this is funny. I would sit there and I'd be able to tell her Andy Van Slyke's home versus road batting average from the previous year, but I couldn't tell her a thing about what I learned in school. And she'd say, "You know what? One of these days, you're gonna put that brain to to something useful." Well, mom, look at me now. Sports has made it useful. Here I am as a full-time job writing, podcasting about the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers, all things sports. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm really hoping that you all are on board. Go check out fansforsports.com as well as steelcurtainnetwork.com for our specific Steelers content. I think you're going to enjoy it because I really enjoy producing and, and, and creating a lot of that content. All right, great questions. I really thank everyone for taking the time to Ask those questions every single week. We're just going to be keeping those going. And I know that when the season rolls around, sometimes I have to answer 40 or 50 questions. Guess what? I'm going to answer them all because that's what I've always said, and I'm going to do it no matter what. All right, that does it for me. Happy hump day, everyone. Make sure you're checking out our other podcasts on the Steel Curtain Network. You know how we finished out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. We will see you on Friday. Go Steelers.